When the Pharisees had heard that Jesus had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. Then one of them, who was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? They say unto him, The son of David. He saith unto them, How then doth David in spirit call him Lord, saying, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool? If David then call him Lord, how is he his son? And no man was able to answer him a word. Neither durst any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to God. May I speak in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Then one of them who was a lawyer asked him, Jesus, a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? The Jews, the Torah, written in Hebrew, the oldest of the Jewish languages, represented the law. It is also known as Torah Moshe, the law of Moses. The Torah is the first part of the Jewish Bible. It is the central and most important document of Judaism and has been used by Jews throughout the ages. Jews believe that God dictated the Torah to Moses on Mount Sinai 50 days after their exodus from Egyptian slavery. They believe that the Torah shows how God wants Jews to live. So how does God want us to live? Or better still, want us to live? Most of us here will likely remember the 1960s and the days of flower power. The hippies were always talking about love. All you need is love, sang the Beatles. They were right as the hippie movement was a necessary protest in the time of the Vietnamese War and hot on the heels of the Korean War and the Suez Crisis, much against trying to solve the problems of violence by violent military retaliation. And being a free-spirited hippie was a bit of a rebellion, as I remember observing, accounting the very stern disapproval of my mother. That seemed to take away some of the joy and spontaneity which everyone else seemed to be enjoying. Morality, as many of you remember in a post-war period, had been very necessary, a matter of social rules and legal prohibitions. But the advent of the swinging 60s and the hippies took us to the heart of a new morality, which could be seen then as freely given love. 
But where have all the flower children gone? Long time passing, as the song used to ring out. Where did these flower people go? Some of them killed themselves, of course, through drugs. Others probably earned a fortune by abandoning their gentle, free-loving and free-living principles for hard-headed business methods and the practicalities of family life. You see, a sentimental insistence on love wasn't and isn't a strong enough guide to how we should leave, live. Love isn't simple. And as we have seen most revealingly since the 60s, there are, in fact, many sorts of love. The love of our fellow man is perhaps the hardest kind of love, as it demands an element of self-sacrifice on our part. Giving is needed when we take it on ourselves to serve others. A Jewish guide, when I visited the Holy Land in 2007, boasted that Israel was the only nation in the world to be governed by a 3,000-year-old code of law. The idea sounded so inflexible. Surely ancient laws need adaptation to meet the new challenges of life today. Jesus respected the Jewish law, but he didn't stop there. He fulfilled the law and the prophets, not in the word, but in the spirit of what was written. He went to the heart of the teaching. Jesus was an observant Jew and followed the cultural practices of his people, but he would reject tradition when the law was interpreted in an unloving way or in a way that ceased to be relevant. And as we now know better, Love, like rules, come in many guises. And I might add, it does not appear unique to humans or even exercise between the same species. Different types of love, some sentimental and easy, some sadly, hideously demanding. Jesus talks about a God who loves us as the father of a prodigal son loves the errant offspring, completely unselfish, self-giving, non-judgmental, and Jesus showed this in his actions by laying down his life. This, of course, is what convinced his disciples that Jesus was one with the God he spoke of, the sacrificial quality of his love, so far more gutsy than the sentimental love of the hippies that I remember. So let's just say to ourselves, that we start by simply loving God in response to his love for us. And of course, it helps enormously to understand God's word and Jesus' teaching. If we have read and absorbed the Old and the New Testament, however challenging that may seem, we can read, mark, and inwardly digest the scriptures before applying them. And it will take all our heart and mind and soul to work out what that might mean in practice. But for what God offers us, it is certainly worth the effort. 2,000 years later, the brilliance and brevity of this essential concept of Christianity can still be breathtaking, and what better comfort can we seek? As Matthew writes in his Gospel, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. 
Yet Jesus might have agreed with the hippies, in theory at least. Asked what the guiding principle of biblical morality is, he is in no doubt. The heart of the law is love. Love God and love your neighbor. I certainly think this injunction, this instruction, is giving particular concern to all Christians today. Jesus left us in no doubt about who our neighbor was. But we today witness the popular expressed mood of this Christian country, which is to put closed signs up on our borders. Sorry, full up, no room in the inn. Stay in Calais on that side of the English Channel and do not come over here. Are we walking by on the other side of the street and pretending a problem away? Are we not rather like the rich man, knowing Lazarus is outside his gate but oblivious to his plight? We are, of course, at the moment in the midst of the season of party political conferences. What strikes me is that we are conflicted through the harsh practicalities of being Christian in outlook. Love your God, love your neighbor. Not a bad party slogan. Amen. <laughs>